Welcome to the Wellspring Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this Sunday's service. Today, I just want to share my story with you. My name is Nick Peppa. If we haven't met before, I'm really, really glad to have the opportunity to share with you today. And I, I, I just want to share my story with you because the most powerful story you will ever tell is your own story. Has anybody ever heard like the word witness to somebody like, like that reference to that? And like you immediately got scared. Like they're going to ask me a hard Bible question. Like did, did, did Noah really have two of every animal in the ark? Right. People don't really tend to ask those questions. What they really want to know is what did God do in your life? And the purpose of today's message is just to share with you what God has done in my life over the last year. And because if he can do it in my life, he can do it in your life too. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity to share today. Lord, I ask that you would move in this place, Lord. Lord, that you would speak to the hurts on the inside of us. Lord, that you would bring us to the place of freedom. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had the opportunity to go in, uh, and do a wedding on a cruise in Mexico. Sometimes we just have to take one for the kingdom, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and when they asked me to go on that cruise, I was like, yeah, I'm going on that cruise. And, uh, and, and so we, it's this beautiful, uh, one of the places in Mexico, I don't remember the name, which one it was, but uh, it was just this beautiful place with this incredible wedding, two young people that just love the Lord. And Jordan and Victoria, you guys are awesome. And we performed their wedding. And then after the wedding, they had a couple of little uh, things that we were doing at the resort. One of them was snorkeling. We got any like scuba divers, snorkelers in here? One, two, three. We got three of you. Okay. So after the wedding, my, my, my daughter Reagan and I are the two that decide to go snorkeling. And I jump in the water. And, and, and when you look up above the water, it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. There's like peace, like the, like, like the creation of God and its majesty is above the water. And if you look down below, there's like fish everywhere and it's gotta be like 30 feet deep and you could see everything. You see every, every grain of sand on the bottom. It's so clear and beautiful, but I had a problem. There, there was a disconnect between my mouth and my brain to understand I could actually breathe through a snorkel while my face is underwater. <laughs> so instead of like breathing, I'm hyperventilating through the snorkel. <laughs> you know, like, like and I just, I could not get myself to stop. So what do I do? Is anyone having a problem? I come up above the water and ask my daughter if she's doing okay. You okay? I'm just worried about you. You know, like I'm good over here. Are you, isn't that what we do when we have problems? We just begin to, to, to deflect them off on somebody else. And, and, and it was just, I just struggled so much because there, there was something going on, beautiful behind me, lots of life. It was calm here, but I was freaking out on the inside. I think we've all had seasons like that. Everything looks fine. There's a lot going on below the surface, but on the inside, we are completely freaking out. And maybe we're deflecting to other people. Maybe we're just internalizing all of it, but we are in panic mode. Maybe your experience wasn't quite like that. Maybe, maybe you had a little bit different experience that we can find in, in the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter. 
It's a popular story. You've probably heard it before. It's, it's where Jesus walks on water and he calls Peter out of the boat. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. Now, this is right after they fed 5,000 people. This is like right after a miraculous moment has happened. After he sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray, meaning Jesus. And it was evening, and there he was alone. But the boat was already long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Sometimes life is just contrary. So sometimes you want to go in one direction, but it seems like everything is against you. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And it said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. You know, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the gospels says Jesus was going to walk right by him. He's like, I see y'all on the other side. But, but in the moment when they cried out, it stopped his heart. Right? It, he, he stopped in that moment to say, my sons need my help. When you cry out to God... He stops just to hear what's, what's going on. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him. And said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, you are certainly God's son. Maybe, maybe your situation wasn't that it was calm. Maybe it was apparent that life was contrary, and you were, it, was, it was a public struggle. Right? Can, can you imagine what the other disciples were? It's like, they just, just messing with him all the time. Like, you sank, dude. Like, I walked on water. You sank, you know, all the time. Guys, y'all know, know fishing stories. All, my kids are the greatest at reminding me every time I've made a mistake. Dad, you remember that time? I, just stop right there, because whatever the story is, I don't want remind, to be reminded about it. But, but, but Peter, he, he made the attempt to walk on water, but in front of other people, he failed. That had to hurt his pride, right? That had, that had to damage something on the inside of him. I would tell you that, man, like failure is a dream killer. Failure will stop you from trying to do the very thing that you're called to do. And it really, it hurts you. It, it stunts your growth in ways, right? It's what I call a soul wound. A soul wound is this. If you take a, train, a chain and you wrap it around a tree, and then you come and you, you rip that chain off of the tree. There's a damage that happens. Some of it's visual, but a lot of it's on the inside. And that, that, that tree has to heal from the inside out. That's a soul wound. It's a damage to your mind, your will, and your emotions. And we've all experienced failure that brought that into our lives. And it robbed you of your dreams. And the same thing happened to me. But I want you to ponder this question. Maybe you've never thought about it before. You think Peter tried to walk on water again? I hope so. I hope he did. Look, whether you failed in private or in public, I'm speaking to you today. 
The name of today's message is Journey to the Other Side. If you're taking notes, please write Journey to the Other Side. And you should take notes because it's not real until it's written down. That's my people right there. It's not real until it's written down. You know, how we go from frustration and failure to the, the fullness that Christ paid for us is what I want to talk to you about today. How do we go from that place where our dreams were robbed, I failed, I can't possibly do what I've been sent here to do, yet yet I I know that Christ has done more than this for me. You know, Oswald Chambers gives a warning to anyone ever wanting to go in ministry, and he says this. He says, "You you will personally deal with anything that you ever preach about. I want you to know this is the realest sermon I will ever preach to you because this is literally what I have walked through over the last year. I may cry at some point during today's message, and that's okay. You can cry with me. Just don't laugh at me. Make me a little insecure up here, all right? But over the last year, I'm going to kind of give you a short wrap-up, and I'm going to tell you kind of the bigger story because it's important. Over the last year, I, I had a church in Laplace that I had to close. I lost that church. I had, to, I had to sell my house. I moved to Springfield. That house flooded. I got COVID at the same time. And, and it's, it's, like, it's like, this is horrible. Like, this is the worst thing ever. But God is still good. I want you to understand that I went through the roughest season that I've ever been through, yet I'm here to tell you my testimony that God is always good despite circumstances that go on in our lives. You know, I'm I'm originally from Laplace, and I moved up here when I turned 21 years old and moved up to the North Shore-ish, because they're kind of the North Shore, but I call it North Shore-ish. Anyway, so some of y'all think that's funny. But, uh, but so I'm from Laplace, and I came up here, and I, I was raised Catholic. I was confirmed and all, and all that stuff. And I walked into the mission, and it was just something different. There, there, there was something different that happened there. And I just felt the Lord beginning to, to speak to me in that place, like experiencing him like I had never experienced him before. And I, I'll never forget the day that I had a meeting with Pastor Devin, and, and I was like, look, what is this salvation thing all about? Like, because I want to I wanna fully understand what I'm, because whatever this is, I can't explain it, but I know what it is. Look, I would much rather not be able to explain what I'm experiencing than know what it is and not have it, Right. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's good, and I want more of it. What, what is this salvation? And it was, that, it was that day I got on my knees, and I prayed that the Lord, and I, that the Lord would, would be my Lord and Savior, and that I accepted the freedom that he gave me by what he did on the cross. Yeah, I served. I was, I was there for about uh, nine months before we got involved in a ministry called Revolution. And then uh, I joined the staff about three years after being at the church in November of 2005. My wife and I joined the staff as children's pastors. We spent about 10 years in kids ministry. We, uh, we did an 18-month stint as youth pastor. A stint. I am not called to youth ministry. <laughs> Glory to God. Solely. Brian, bless you guys. I am not called to be there at all. I did four years of ministry. We called Superstar Kids Club. We now know it as Kids Church in the Park, the, the yellow trailer that we use. I lugged that thing around in my blue Chevy for, for four years. 
And then uh, I was over our serve team. I was an event coordinator. I did all these jobs. Passed them. From the day I joined staff, he said, you're a church planner. I said, no, I'm not. I work with kids. Adults are just way too complicated. It's, kids are just easy, right? Like, just give them candy and everything's okay. Well, Pastor Devin came to me after I had worked all those jobs because I told him, I said, look, I'll never even imagine planting until I work every job we have here on the staff. Pastor Devin said, you have now done everything on the staff of this church. It's time to go. I said, I'm not ready. I want to go to Bible college. So Pastor Devin sent me to Bible college for two years. And it was in that time that the Lord said, okay, it's time to go. You're ready. So we sold our house in Ponchatoula. We moved down to, to Laplace to open up what was originally called the Mission Church Laplace Campus that later became River City Church. And uh, look, it, it was a tough, planting a church is a really, really hard thing to do. I mean, I moved down there and the only guarantee I had that was coming to church was my family because I drove the car and my mama, you know what I mean? It was like my family and my mama who's right here today. Y'all give my mama a hand. Awesome, awesome woman right there. But uh, we were open for about five years. And the, the very first, we called them interest meetings whenever we were, we were getting things. We were running all kinds of stuff on Facebook because apparently like everybody in the world is on Facebook, right? So we run all of our ads on Facebook. We have our interest meeting. And I, and I actually just got back from fishing right for the interest meeting. Notice a trend. I like to fish a lot. And I'm, uh, I'm taking a kayak out the back of my truck. And, uh, and it was full. It was a sit-in kayak, so it was full of water. So when I, when I lowered the tailgate and went to go pull it forward, all the water shifted to the forward and pulled the kayak right out of my hand. And literally the, 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 the peak of the bottom of the kayak landed on my big toe. You're right. I said so many things on the inside that were not audible to mankind, you know? It, like the, so the first thing you do is look around and see if anybody saw that, you know? And then I started seeing stars. And my sock felt wet. I was like, oh, this isn't good. And I, I, I walked, in the, walked in the front door, the kitchen door. I sat on the, I said, kids, go get your mother. We have a problem. <laughs> and I ended up in the ER. So I'm in the emergency room videoing in to all the people who are at my house to play at the church. It, it was an interesting start. But God moved in such a powerful way. Hey, my daughter Emma became one of our worship leaders at the church. Reagan, my other daughter, ran our kids ministry and was like the computer person, like ran all the stuff in our sound booth. Like she was teaching adults how to do everything on the computer. It was incredible. Leon, Leon, Dion, it's his real name. It's like the most spectacular name ever made. Leon Dion stepped up, became one of our, one of our worship leaders. Uh, a really good friend of mine, Ian, he actually, uh, he started attending, they were from Laplace, he started attending the mission and then heard about us and he came over, which is really funny. Is Averna, uh, you actually approached Ian when he came to the mission church, said, hey man, we'd love for you to join our usher team. And Ian said, I don't talk to people. <laughs> But you know what happened in Laplace? Ian, talk to people. You did, Ian. I'm so proud of you, dude. I'll see you here. I think you're still in uh, San Antonio. But Ian, talk to people. Y'all, I can't even tell you how, how like amazing that was. We saw miraculous things happen. We saw people set free from bondage. We had the opportunity to minister. 
But it came apparent about the end of last year that we weren't going to make it. And, you know, look, some people could say, well, it was COVID. Look, COVID didn't cause problems. It exposed weaknesses. And we were never able to really take root there for whatever the reason was. And I was, I was 60 to 90 days out from not paying my mortgage, from having to pull my kids out of school. And, and I took as many other jobs as I could find, everything I could do to try and make it. Just wasn't going to work. Y'all, I, I was hurt, hurt. Like, like in here. For about two months, I would just sit in my office every day and just cry. Like, God, this is everything to me. Like, you sent me here, and now you're taking it away. I didn't even know what to do with that. Like what, what, like, what do you do with that kind of hurt? What do you do with that kind of pain? That just can't even be explained. There's not even words that can. It's like when you lose a loved one, there are no words that can fix that. There's, there's nothing. Like, look, I've done, I've done many a funeral. There is nothing I can say at that funeral that makes this okay. There, there is nothing I can say to someone who's going through a divorce that makes what's happening in their life okay. There's not words. Man, what do, you, what do you do with that? It was so hard. It was, it was, it was, it was tough, man. I, I remember like sitting at, at dinner, we went to a Chinese buffet. And I'm just like, I'm doing, it, it, I mean, it's taking everything in me just to not like start bawling, crying at the table. And some people I knew got at the table behind me. Well, <laughs> really can't cry now, you know. And my wife at one point looks at me and says, I, I know that you're really upset, but at some point you have to get over this. I, I really want to look over and be like, or what? <laughs> but she was right. And, and look, through that whole ordeal, like I was praying. I didn't, I didn't stop praying. I didn't want to pray. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't want to raise my hands. I didn't feel like raising my hands. I really, I really like... God, me and like you stay over. I'm stay over here. We'll talk later. You know, like want to come over. But through all of that, I still feel his presence. But I felt like he was silent. I felt like I failed to the point that God wouldn't even speak to me anymore. How hard is that? If I was honest with you, I think that was the hardest part. He was just silent through everything. That was going on. It, look, I know that many of you have told me, like, Nick, it, it, it wasn't a failure. It, let's just be clear on something. I expected to live there for the rest of my life. It was a failure. But stay tuned in because I'll tell you why I'm okay with that. Because God is still good. He's still good. You know, I asked the same question a lot of you did or do when you go through a situation like that. God, why did you do this? You know, uh, it's uh, look, I have incredible pastor and Pastor Devin who just helped me to walk through this. And Pastor John came to me and as we were closing, he offered me a job here at the Wellspring and look, he just gave me room to heal. He said, look, you come, look, you, I'm not even going to write your job description. You come here and you be you. And when you're ready, we're here. It was incredible. Thank you, Pastor John. I was like, God, why, why, you know, I, I just, God, why'd you take the church away? 
Maybe your question is, God, why did my marriage fail? God, why did they, why did, why did you take them? Why, God? I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a waste of time to ask that question, but it doesn't typically get answered, right? A, a lot better question is, God, what are you doing? Because a lot of times what God is doing doesn't make sense to any of us, right? Like, God, I sold my house, I moved here, I did this, and now I, I didn't just fail, like, me. I failed my family. I failed a parish, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this wasn't small. Like, I failed my lead pastor. I failed my home church. I, like, I even failed, God, I failed you. Like, I don't think there's a bigger thing I could have done wrong than this. And the Lord wasn't speaking to me. It's like, oh my God, what are you doing? God, why are you doing this to me? And then I remember, I'll never forget. I was sitting right there where you're sitting, man, right there in that chair on a Wednesday night. Jonathan, you were singing that song, Move Your Heart. And I'm just, I got my hands raised and I don't feel like it. And on the inside, all I'm saying is, God, you took the church away. God, you took it away from me. And the Lord said, yes, I did, but I let you keep the people. Because whether you know it, like 40 of the 50 people that were at River City Church when we closed are here at the Wellspring right now. Hey, all my River City people, every time I see you, it blesses me. It makes it worth it because you're here. It makes it worth it because what God did in that moment but I'll never forget. He said, I'll let you keep the people. I was like, okay. Okay. Can't be that mad. Look, deliverance, a lot of times that can happen at once, but healing, it doesn't happen at one time. It happens one revelation at a time. And, and look, as I told you, the soul wound before, it was, it, was, it was like a healing happened. Hey, if you haven't attended one of our Wednesday nights, you got to come on a Wednesday night. The Holy Spirit moves in this place. It is an incredible experience. It's at 630. Don't miss. So... <laughs> Another one of my guys is going through a really, really tough time in his life, and God was moving in his heart on a Wednesday night, and he came over to me. I was talking to him about the soul wound that he had. He came over to me and said, you know, I'm not healed yet, but another ring on the tree was healed by what God did tonight. And maybe you have some damage, a soul wound that happened, but I believe that God wants to give a revelation to you that heals another ring on that tree that is on the way to making you whole, because that is the God that we worship. That is the God that, that, that we raise our hands about. That is the God that changes our lives. You know, sometimes we have to worship by faith. So it's like by faith. I don't feel like raising my hands. I don't feel like praying right now. But, but by faith, God, okay, God, I, sometimes it's like I ain't got no other reason. I got no other way. I got no other thing I can possibly go to. But I'm going to raise my hands. God, I'm, 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 I'm just going to pray. I'm going to try and find you. Because, look, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. If you're not looking for it, you will never find it. But sometimes by faith, we have to worship. Sometimes by faith, we have to pray. And maybe you, you got really hurt on the inside. We're going to go back into worship here and, and at the end of service today. But I would tell you, by faith, get up and raise your hands. 
by faith, begin to connect with the Lord. By faith, just, just embrace his presence and see if he doesn't do something incredible. A revelation that begins to heal you on the inside. So I want to let you know why I'm okay with a failure. James 1, 2 through 5. Consider it all joy, my brethren, that when you encounter various trials, that's not them like warm and fuzzy scriptures, you know, like I can do all things through Christ, right? Like, like God, I want you to cheer me up and I'd say like, hey, be happy when life sucks, you know? <laughs> Knowing that your testing, the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result. So that yeah, maybe you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives it all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Pull up the go back to verse two. Consider it joy. Consider it joy. You know, something that I learned through this experience is that it's not the experience that impacts us. It's the definition that we give to that experience that actually impacts our lives. And I believe that we've given some, some worldly definitions to the hurts that we have. I believe that we begin to, to believe the lie of the enemy and actually come into agreement with what the enemy said about us. That is literally the definition of a stronghold. You have an experience, hurt and pain, because of that, you begin to form a, rea a, a, a reaction that keeps people at arm's length because you, you have rooted yourself in a lie of the enemy. And the only thing that can change that is the truth in light of God's word. It is, it is the love of God who changes that. And I believe the enemy has grabbed some of us and he's just convinced us of a lie. And I believe that God wants to give us a revelation of who he is that changes that lie into the truth of God's word. Can the worship team, can you guys come join me up here? You know, there was another Wednesday night because Wednesday nights are awesome. Don't miss out. 630. I was praying and, and we had the song, Move Your Heart. And I still wasn't healed yet. I'm still kind of working on some things right now, by the way. But I was like, Lord, you took the church. That's fine, though. You got me to keep the people. Okay. But God, just like this song, I just wanted to move your heart, God. I just wanted to move your heart. And the Lord so clearly told me you did. The moment that you moved, the moment that you went to Laplace, that you took the step of faith, you moved my heart. Hey, the moment that you were born, you moved God's heart. The moment that you, by faith, you pray, you moved God's heart. When you worship, you move God's heart. Just being his son or his daughter, you move his heart. And when you do anything out of obedience for the Lord, you move his heart. It was in that moment, you guys can just get started, but it was in that moment, it was like, okay, God, okay. It wasn't about my definition of what you wanted to do here. 
And he began to, to redefine what the process of what planning the church in Laplace was all about. Because despite what I felt in that moment, I felt like a failure. The Lord said, I was perfecting you. Maybe you felt like a failure. You're like, God, I failed in my, you know, I'm getting divorced or I failed in this job or I did this or God, I'm just fell off the bandwagon. The fact that you said his name moved his heart. There's a revelation that he wants to give you. But you know, not all revelations are new ones. Sometimes he has to remind us of something that he said a while back. I'll never forget being with Joel DeSherry. Y'all, Joel, like, I don't even have words for how incredible that man's story is. But I remember going to going to Haiti on our first missions trip. Pastor Jim, after going to Haiti with you, I will go with you anywhere. Anywhere. It was, it was an incredible trip. But I was going there. I was still kids pastor. I was going there to do kids ministry, and I was going to speak one night at a revival that we were doing there. And uh, as soon as we got there, we took all the Frisbees and soccer balls and everything, because you can't do kids ministry without that stuff, right? Like, Holy Spirit does not move in kids' ministry unless you have toys. Same. And as soon as we took everything out, they stole all of it. Some of you might have heard me tell the story before. They stole everything that we had. I was so mad. I was like, there's a bunch of thieves in here. Jesus, why'd you send me here? You need to come here. I can't help these people. And then as most of us, right, I begin to regret the words I just said. Lord, I'm sorry, I forgot I was speaking to you. I said, Lord, I, I let you down, Lord. My attitude just completely let you down. If, please, if you heard nothing else I'll say, today, please hear this. God, I'll let you down. And the Lord told me, you didn't let me down because you don't hold me up. It is the righteous right hand of God that holds each and every one of us up. Before you even made the failure, God knew about it and Christ already paid the price for it. Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his love towards us and that while yet we were sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you before you made that failure. Christ died for you before that pain, and he did it because of that, so that you, he can redefine that experience in you and give you a revelation of who he is and the love that he has for you. So what was God doing in me? Why am I okay with the failure? Because God was perfecting me. And if I'm really honest with you, he was getting me ready for the Wellspring Church, and he was getting the Wellspring Church ready for me. Because he knew that I would be here on this stage, this day, and that someone in this place needed to hear this story because the most powerful story you ever tell is your own. You know, as a leader, when you, when you can be like in a healthy way, transparent, it gives permission to other people to receive the healing that God gave you. And I just want you more than anything to receive the healing that God gave me through what he did in my life. Thank you for tuning in to our Sermon of the Week. 
For more information, please visit us at thewellspringchurch.org.